Father, so thanks so much for joining me today. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, thank you so much for what you do for us. We thank you so much for all the good you have done. And we just want to acknowledge you this day and just thank you and thank you and thank you. Thank you so much for going all out for us, for loving us so much that you would lay down your life. And we just want to exalt you. We want to give you the platform today. I thank you that you would just use me to speak whatever you want to speak today to your people. Give you all the glory. We praise you, in Jesus' name. In your name we pray, amen. He is so good, and he is. He's so in love with us, and that's why he laid down his life for us. God has been trying to save us from evil forever. Right from the beginning, we turned on him. Adam and Eve disobeyed him and obeyed Satan instead. And then when he flooded the earth, he was so disgusted with man because of all the evil. And then he sent Jesus to show us the way and Jesus laid down his life for us. He came and he was a prime example of who God is. He was God in the flesh. He's here. He's here now. He's in our hearts, those of us who asked him to come and live on the inside of us. And he wants to dwell on the earth, inside of us, through us. Do you know, he said the last thing before he left is that we would do what he was doing. If we believed we would do what he was doing. And I believe he has shown me that we're going to have that revival before he comes. And the time is short. And so he's calling us to wake up and to realize that we are his vessels and he is expecting us to get ready to prepare the way for him, prepare our hearts, cleanse ourselves for the master's use. That's one thing he's saying today. You know, so at Easter time, it, it's so about everything but Jesus. And God just wants me to tell you today that He went all out for you. And you know that He did. You know, just going through what He went through just, just to show us how much He loved us. Just to start new again to show us His love for us. To, to make it easy for us, really, because all we have to do is believe. And, you know, I guess the hard part for believing is actually spending that time. Spending that time to get to know, excuse me a minute, making all that noise. Spending that time to get to know Jesus. And yes, it's a fight, and Jesus told us it would be, because the enemy, he is out to kill, steal, and destroy, and he doesn't want us to know God. He doesn't want us to represent God. Just like in the beginning, he, he's taunting us. And so we, we got to get strong. And we got to be determined to be on God's side and only His side. And so when we ask Jesus to come live on the inside of us, we have His strength to overcome. And He is calling us to be overcomers as He is an overcomer. He's calling us to press through everything there is to press through to be on his side, to prove that his will is good and perfect, to prove that what he did is real and that it, it changes our lives. And it should. When you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, that should change your life. But we get so like, you know, lazy and mediocre and, and whiny and in doubt. And you know what that's from? That's from not spending time with him. 
you know, when you have a relationship with someone, you make time for that, that person if they're important to you. And that's what Jesus is saying. If we made time for him, we could sit at his feet and be empowered, know his heart, know what he's thinking, feel what he's feeling. And then it would be easy for us. But we skip that part. And we try to do things on our own, and we, we try to rely on ourselves even. So Isaiah tells us that he bore our sickness, our disease, our sorrow, our pain. He laid down his life for us. Jesus said, I didn't have to lay it down. I had the power to lay it down and pick it up. But he chose to lay it down. He came, you know, God knew everything that was going to happen. He did. And, you know, Jesus came. And he went through all he went through, knowing ahead of time everything that was going to happen. But he laid down his life for us to make everything new again. In the day of Noah, there was a flood. That made everything new again. And, and it, it wasn't enough for us. It wasn't enough for us. We still didn't get it. So God sent Jesus to make it easy for us. And so all we have to do is spend our time with him and believe him. And then we're going to get it. Then we're going to get it. Isaiah 53 says that um, he, he bore sickness, our disease, our sorrow, our pain. He was stricken and smitten as if afflicted, um, smitten and afflicted by God as if with leprosy. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities and a chastisement needful to obtain peace was upon him. This is a part, verse 6. But all we have, but we like sheep have all gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has made to light upon him the guilt of us all. So our guilt, our sin was laid on him. And we just turn away and walk our own way. So God asked me to share with you today how he feels, what he's thinking. And he said that celebrating Easter should be a joy and a celebration of what Jesus did. He bore our sickness, our disease, our sorrow, our pain. He made us right with the Father. He made us so that we can live with Him for eternity, so that He could be living on the inside of us, right here and right now, forever, that we'd never have to be alone. Jesus told the disciples that He was going to send the Holy Spirit He'd be with us all the time. He was going to take his place. He was here in the physical realm, and then um, the disciples were grieving because he was telling them he was going to leave. But he said, don't worry, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I love you. And so God's Spirit's going to come and live on the inside of us. And he does. He lives on the inside of us. And so God has gone all out for us over and over again. He wanted to make things new for us again, just like he did with Noah. He made things new, and then he sent Jesus, and Jesus made things new. And all we got to do is believe. All we got to do is take that time and get to know him. And, you know, you, you got to make him as, an, as important. And because we don't, we're lacking, and we walk away like sheep. Because we don't see him. We're so focused that we don't see him. But we can see him. If you give him your attention, you're going to hear him. You're going to feel him. And, and the Bible confirms that. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and they follow me. And um, the Bible says that his thoughts 
are our thoughts, that he gives us his thoughts, his feelings, the feelings of his heart. And that's the kind of relationship he wants with us. And he longs for that, yet we're here, there, and everywhere. We're dependent on ourselves. We can't sit long enough to have that relationship with him. And it grieves him. It grieves him. This morning, he told me he had a word for us. And, you know, I was like, God, why am I, why are you choosing me? And he said, because you're listening. I'm not good enough. Yes, you are. You're listening. I want my people to know how I feel. And he started talking to me about if my people were called by my name, if they would seek me, and then he told me to check out the message translation. And he said, if they would seek my presence, and that says it all. If we would seek his presence, if we would seek him himself, how he feels, where he lives, how he lives, that's what he's talking about. He's not just talking about getting on your knees once in a while. He's talking about living in his kingdom, right? Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. You can't say, here it is or there it is, but it's within you. When you ask him to come and live on the inside of you, you live his way. You live in oneness with him. You live in heaven on the earth like life is lived in heaven. So often, you know, God reminds me that people are thinking so, so silly because they think everybody's going to heaven and it's just a prayer and you know, it's the superficial thing that they don't understand. And so the word he gave me today is that we need to get on our knees and pray and humble ourselves and seek his presence, seek his way of doing. You know, we're really just playing games with him when we say, oh God, we love you. You know, God bless America. But we close the door on him and say, I'm going to do it my way. You know what he said to me? He said we changed all the laws to fit our evil desires, right? He said don't murder, yet we freely murder with no remorse. He said don't divorce, yet we just put that person aside because we don't want to put up with him anymore. When it's love, love is his world, love. He said don't steal and we steal. He said, don't be jealous. We're constantly competing. We're doing everything against his way. And then when we get in trouble, he said, we run to him. But then we, we kind of go back again and say, well, maybe we can handle it. I got this thing. And we can't even make up our mind if we want him. And he's saying, I'm not going to play this game with you. He said, I'm coming. The time is short and you need to repent. Because he said, he's not going to allow this evil much longer. It's time for us to repent. It's time for us to put our, ourself aside, our way aside, and stop trying to do things our way, which is evil, and do things his way so that we can be free. He said he didn't put this plague on us. So many people are contemplating that, and I didn't know. And he said, I'm not. He said, you're doing it yourself. You don't have my protection because you've exiled me. I think that's where to use. Yeah. We've eliminated eliminated him by saying, no, we're going to do it this way. Oh, we're just going to, you know, kill a few babies. It's okay. 
that's all right if I take this or if I rip this person off. It's okay. It's not okay. And by doing it anyway, we're saying, no, God, that's okay. We can figure it out. We're going to do it our way. But when it's time to leave, when reality hits, when you know what God is thinking, when you stand before him, all of that stuff you were thinking is going to seem so foolish to you. You know, often I say, God, no one's listening. You know, why are we doing this? You know, why do you keep asking me to do this? No one's listening. And he said, like it says in Isaiah, who will go for me? And even Isaiah said, how long, Lord? Because it's so exhausting that people aren't listening. And if I'm exhausted, and um, think how exhausted God is. In fact, he gave me this word. I don't know if you um, if you read it on my website or heard anything, but anyway, one morning I woke up and it was audible. It was a shout, and he said, "The hour of Jesus has come." I took it personal, and I think we all should, because I'm not the only one who isn't all the way right with him. But I want to be, and I ask him for correction. And Revelation says that he he's correcting us now. He's giving me this word for you now because he loves you and he corrects those he loves. And then um, I thought it was me at first, but I realized then the Holy Spirit must have asked for me. And I heard, what does that mean, Lord? And he said, the hour of testing has come. And then he started reminding me that uh, about a month ago, he said he's dividing his people from the ones who will obey him to, to the ones who won't obey him. It's an individual status when you stand before the Lord. You can't blame anyone. You can't blame your president or the government uh, or you know the governor or, or anybody else, your pastor. You can't blame them. You are responsible to follow the shepherd. Jesus said, my, my sheep know my voice. He's living on the inside of you, and you're responsible to obey him. And that's why I took that personal, because I had some correction, and I'm behind in my assignments, and there's teachings about that. We have assignments, and we have to do them. Anyway, I was grieving for two days and feeling sorry for myself and thinking, you know, well, maybe it's too late, and then I heard him audibly again, and um, it, it was a shout, and he said, a great hour of testing is at hand. And, you know, at first, I, I felt very scolded. And at the same time, he started teaching me, I'm correcting you. You asked me to correct you so that you would be right with me, so that you would make it. Because not everybody makes it. And not everybody thinks that. But I know that because he made it real to me. Because I got at his feet and I heard his voice. And I know how he's feeling. He told me. Then he said, I'm frustrated. And then he said, obey me. You know, one of the things I do is I hold back, like, from what I'm doing today. And I'm doing it today because that motivated me. And that's what he was trying to do. And that's what he's trying to do for us, for everyone. He didn't cause this plague. We did. We don't have his protection when we walk away from him. Psalm 91 says, those who make him their most high. When you dwell in his presence, then you're protected. But if you walk out, from that umbrella, so to say, when you walk out from his protection, then we're doomed. And that's what we've done.
right? We've taken them out of school and we've taken them out of our homes. We don't honor him. Honoring him is following his law. Having the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you. And you know the Holy Spirit will tell you when you're doing wrong and you get that conviction. But you do it anyway and you keep doing it anyway and pretty soon you're not gonna feel that conviction anymore. You're gonna, you knew it was wrong and you ignored him and, and then you separated yourself from him. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, right? Then God would heal our land. But we gotta choose him. We gotta humble ourselves and say, God, I can't do this without you. God, you are my creator, you're my maker. I can't do this without you, I need you. Tell me what to do, then you follow his lead. He tells you what to do. And then Jesus said, my sheep know my voice, they follow me and I give them eternal life. You can't live in heaven with God, even if he doesn't come before um, you leave here. You could leave here and then meet up with him. You're gonna stand before him or he could come. But you can't live there when you're not in agreement with him. And if you don't know him, how can you be in agreement with him? If you don't open up the word of God every day and learn it and teach your children. He said, let the children come to me. Yet how often do we celebrate Easter with an Easter bunny and candy? And that detests him. He told me that. It makes him sick. Because it's Satan giving you a God to worship and place of God, just like in history. They were worshiping gold statues. It's the same thing. Anything you put before God is a God. And he's not going to share his throne with the enemy. He's against evil. And so when you worship him, you worship him. You don't add an Easter bunny and eggs and candy to celebrating Easter. You don't, you don't do that. Not and be right with God. It, it detests him. That's the word he used. And so, um, not only at Easter, you know, there's Christmas and the San, and then there's Santa Claus, and those are all uh, things the enemy uses to pull us away from God. He's trying to keep us from God. Jesus warned us of that. He said he's out to kill, steal, and destroy. In Mark four, he said he's trying to steal God from us. He said if you don't understand this, you won't understand anything. And so we just, we just keep going with the flow when we need to get on that narrow path. And God is saying the time is up, that he's not going to allow the things that are going on to happen much longer. And he said, I will put the whole um, word at the end of the video for you. But he, he said, he's coming. And he said, we don't, we don't know the day or the hour. And he also said that, um, how do you say that? Um, he's coming soon, and he said, we don't know what soon is. But he said, repent now and get ready now. Because when he comes, it'll be too late. When he comes, it'll be too late. So you want to do it now. And um, in the story of the ten virgins, the five virgins that weren't ready, they tried to get ready at the last minute. And Jesus used that parable to show me myself. He said, I was late for everything, and I can't get ready at the last minute. And that's how I was feeling when he said, obey me, I'm frustrated, I'm coming. And you can't just quick get ready when the trumpet blows. 
when the trumpet sounded in the parable and the five virgins quick went and tried to get, get their oil, and they came back and the door was already shut and Jesus wouldn't let them in. It was too late. But the five wise virgins, they were ready. They had all their ducks in a row. They decided, I'm going to serve God. I'm not going to waver. I'm going to be an overcomer. I'm going to love. I'm going to follow his way. I'm going to get on my knees every morning. I'm going to make sure I have a deep relationship with him. That's up to you. It's not up to him. You know, everybody has this weird idea that, you know, God is, um, he is sovereign and he is sovereign, but he's not going to make you do anything. He made you a choice. So you got to decide. You're going to fight. You're going to fight to have that relationship with him. You're going to make an appointment with him, and you're going to show up every day. And if you don't show up, that isn't because of him by any means. He's going to help you. He is going to help you. He does, and I'm speaking from experience. He helps you. He strengthens you. You got to ask. You got to want it. And so you got to decide now. You know, I have said over and over, he's coming. And I get looks, and everybody's like, yeah, right. And, you know, sure, you hear God. Well, I guess sooner or later, whatever sooner is, (laughs) we're going to find that out. But I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to be ready. I'm going to have all my vessels full. I'm going to say, I did what you told me to do, Lord. I'm not going to say, well, I wasn't sure it was you because no one believed me and they weren't sure it was you. And I'm going to tell you what he told me to tell you. And I'm sure it was him. And I am sure he is coming. And as he said, we don't know what sooner is. We don't know what sooner is, but he knows what sooner is. And Jesus said that he's going to come like a thief in the night for those who aren't watching. But if you're watching, if you're ready, if you got your vessels full, then it won't be like that for you. You're going to be ready. You're not going to nod off. You're not going to say have all, all kinds of excuses that you didn't do your assignment. You're going to be ready. You're going to say, yes, sir. You're going to have fellowship with him every day. You're going to hear him. You're going to follow him. You're going to heed his voice. And when he comes, it'll be an awesome day for you. But if you don't, that day is going to be dreadful to you. You're not going to, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. And the Bible says that some are going to run from him. And it's because you know you're not right with him. So get it right. You know, what if I'm wrong? Who cares? Get right. Get it. Get ready. Get ready because sooner or later he is going to come. And now every time I say that word sooner, I don't know what I'm talking about because he made it so um, like we don't get what sooner is. But he is going to come. I don't know when it is. I feel that it's soon because he said so. And I don't know what soon is, but it doesn't matter. Get ready so that when he does come, you're ready. Don't put it off. That's what he said. He said, if you procrastinate, you're not going to be ready. What, what is, you know, if you're ready and he just still doesn't come, just don't nod off. Just keep get, being ready. Make sure you do your assignment. Make sure you're involved in that greater work he's calling you to do. That was the last thing he said. He wants to have revival. That's what I believe he's saying, is he wants to use us to show himself on the earth because it's not his will that one should perish. I don't know if I finished telling you when he was talking about, when I was talking about, um, because I I was interrupted, but he was talking about Isaiah. How long, Lord? And that's what I was saying. He said, till 
the land is desolate. Tell everything's gone. Because I think he's saying we're killing ourselves. And when everything is empty, that means that's when he's going to be here. And, you know, I, I know he was saying that I'm, I'm thinking, what's the point? And he's saying, because I care. Because I'm not going to give up. I'm going to take this thing as long as I can. But then at the same time, Jesus said in Matthew 24 that he's going to end it early because of the elect. That doesn't mean he picks and chooses. That means we pick and choose and we're elected because we chose. But because of us, because we're not going to be able to handle how bad things are going to get, he's going to cut it off. Time's going to be up. Let's pray. And if you never asked Jesus, come live on the inside of you. We're going to pray that now too, okay? Revelation 3.20, Jesus said that if you, he's knocking at the door of your heart, and if you ask him to come in, he's going to come in, and he's going to dine with you. That means he's going to be with you all the time. He's going to come live on the inside of you and dine with you. That means he's just going to be there. But you have to heed his voice. You have to be in agreement with him. And you have to be willing to be corrected. He corrects those he loves. We have been corrected here today. I'm getting on my horse and I'm going all the way. I'm going to meet up with him. And I want to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. So let's pray. Dear Jesus, I want to pray for all the people here today that they would heed your voice, that they would know that this is a real word from you and that it doesn't matter who you choose. You're looking for messengers. Who will go for you is what you said. And all we have to do is be willing to go. We don't have to be special or have a special education. Just be willing to reveal your heart. And we thank you and praise you. I thank you, Lord, that the people would believe your word today, that I'm speaking your word. And for those who don't know you, have never asked you to come live on the inside of them, I just want to pray for them right now. Let's just ask him right now, Jesus, would you come and live on the inside of me and be with me forever and teach me your way. Teach me how to heed your voice. Teach me how to receive for, from you what you did that day. You bore my sickness, my disease, my sorrow, my pain. You made it so that I can be saved forever. Help me to learn how to believe and not just give it lip service, not just say, I believe and I'm okay, but to actually believe, to believe it by living it out, applying it to our lives. Thank you, Jesus, for coming and living on the inside of me and being my God and teaching me your way. We praise you, Lord. We thank you. We give you all the glory. You're so good. So good. Just thank you, Jesus, for making everything new. Thank you, Father, that you're going to make everything new again. We're going to have a new heaven and a new earth. And I thank you and I praise you for caring so much for the lost that you haven't come yet. Help us to be a part of what you're doing, to bring in those lost souls. Help us to reveal who you are, to live in your kingdom, to live out what Jesus did for us. Not just read it, but to actually go after it and be that overcomer that you're calling us to be so our name isn't blotted out of the book of life. We love you. We praise you. Give you all the glory. So good to us. He is so good to us, and he's giving us more time, and we don't know how long we got, but we got to get ready. We have to get ready. The king is coming. The bridegroom is coming. And 
the reason God is talking to us about this at Easter time is because it really, you know, it talks about how he started over again, how he tried again to get us to understand his love for us. And he's going to keep going because, you know, I think we're so much trouble, but he must really love us to keep going, to keep starting over, to keep making it better and better and better. Let's obey him. Let's honor him. Let's stop frustrating him and just do what he says to do. He is so good. He's so in love with you. And if you said that prayer today, I'm so excited for you. And I welcome you into the kingdom of God. Get on your knees every day. John 1 1 says, He is His word. Read His word and do it. And then you'll have His attention and He'll start showing Himself to you. He shows Himself to that person who gives Him time, who sits with Him, who cares. You know, love the Lord your God. He showed me is to care about what He cares about. And so when you love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, that's the most important commandment, you're going to start hearing what he cares about. You're going to start hearing him tell you how he feels and what he's thinking. And that's all I have done. And he's sharing with me his heart to share with you. And then the second most important commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. And that is a journey to learn, to put other people before you. Is It's, it's amazing how wonderful that you feel when you learn God's way. And so we can't live in the world and in his kingdom at the same time. We got to choose him and live in his kingdom and show who he is so we can draw the people to him that don't know him. So what I was saying is that that is why I have this message today because we are in lockdown. We can't go to church. And so really now is the time that you are being tested. How are you going to celebrate? Who are you going to depend on? He said that in that word. Who are you going to depend on? Or are we going to celebrate at all? Now we have no one to depend on. We have to get in the word and do it ourselves. Yeah, there's a lot of things online, but you got to have your own relationship with him. And that's what he wants you to do. Stop looking to everyone else. And no, I'm not saying he did this to... So, so that can happen, but he uses what the enemy meant for our harm. He's using what we're doing to ourselves to bring himself into our, our view so we can see him. He wants us to see him. He wants us to know him and live in his presence. So thank you so much for listening today. Oh, and I want to mention I have made my first magazine, and it's digital. And so you can get it probably, I'm not sure. I will let you know in the notes of this video. But I'm thinking on my website, I'll probably put it on Facebook. And it's really cool. And um, this is wor this word that he gave me today is on the back cover. And I'll probably go later today or yeah. So thank you so much for listening today and God bless you.